And now, sitting in the stress list this morning in studio, it's Ben Police Chief Mike Krantz with us today. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you very much for coming in. I appreciate it very much. Absolutely. Get a, had to dodge a few rain shot, raindrops maybe coming in today. Huh? We did. We're starting to see the weather change. Um, that's always a good time to remind everyone that as fall comes, it gets darker a little sooner. gets a little wet on the roads. got slick leaves down. So it's a good time to remind people to slow down, be cautious, use your headlights when, when necessary. Uh, it's easier for pedestrians to be hidden, you know, in the backdrop. So look for pedestrians, look for bicycles. Um, for bicyclists, it's important to remember that when leaves are down and they're wet or pine needles are down and they're wet, it's slippery. So just a lot of caution out there. It's always a good reminder to let folks uh, just be aware that when the weather changes, uh, just needs to be more awareness on the road. Uh, we've been running PSA slash commercials. I think the city put them out there for roundabout safety. Yeah, roundabout is... Uh, for the people who live here, I think we're getting used to the roundabouts, hopefully, um, for we have a lot of visitors. Sometimes it's uh, a new experience for visitors, so uh, give people a little extra time, a little extra room in roundabouts. Look for where they may be intending to go so you know where to go or where to stop at. Uh, it's always always a good idea to be cautious when you're in a roundabout. Yield to that uh, person in the roundabout and, and wait for your turn. Uh, although roundabouts uh, typically reduce the intensity of collisions, uh, we still have collisions in roundabouts. Typically, they're side swipes or, or you know, side uh, collisions. But uh, we do have collisions because not everyone always pays attention. So it's a good, another good reminder to, you know, pay attention when you're going into a roundabout. And not everyone knows how they work. It takes practice. It does take some practice. You know, because the two-lane roundabouts, always i got to be really careful. And, and you got to decide before you enter what lane you're going to be in because you're not supposed to change lanes while you're in them, right? Right. So you got to prepare as you're approaching. There's there's arrows on the road on the two lanes that tell you really which way and which direction those are going to go. So prepare for that. Be prepared um, to enter your lane. And then if you miss your lane, uh, the best thing to do is continue around around the about and, and make a change. But uh, switching midway when other people are expecting you to do something different frequently results in something not, uh, not positive. And I will put a plug in for signaling. Signaling, yes, a good, good idea to use your signal. Uh, required when you're exiting the roundabout. Uh, gives the other drivers an idea of when you're leaving so they know how to prepare for their entrance. Uh, if you missed the word, it was required. That was the word that he <laughs> it used. It is required. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you can tell what kind of driver I am. <laughs> All right, yesterday, uh, District Attorney Steve Gunnels was in, and we talked about the uh, number of DUIs. Of course, he deals countywide, but it went down. Uh, in, in 2019, it was pretty big number went down in 2020 uh, due to the pandemic pretty much yeah and then uh, those quite those are coming back up so I wanted to ask you about those same numbers for the city of Bend yeah so in 2019 we had 519 DUI arrests in the city uh, which was a growing number from previous years as well and then 2020 like what everyone saw a lot of reductions in, in a lot of uh, things we saw a lot of traffic reduced traffic in the city um, sometimes you drive out and it it looked pretty empty in the roads. We had 304 DUIs in 2020. So a lot of that was a result in reduction of traffic, reduction in, in tourism and movement. Um, we also had some pretty strict guidelines of how officers conduct traffic stops and the contacts at the time, uh, just really trying to prevent disease spread. Bounced back pretty quickly in 2021, where we had 510 DUIs in the city. And then 2021 into 2022 is where we added two specific DUI uh, officers. Uh, that work just DUI enforcement, primarily um, at afternoon shift. And there were 692 DUI arrests in 2022. 
which uh, was per capita the, the highest of any city. And um, we're continuing on that trend in 2023. We're really close to the year date same. So we expect in the high 600s or mid to high 600s in 2023 as well. Um, and although I'm proud of the work our department is doing, this is not good news. This is uh, really more DUIs, more 6,000 pound missiles driving down the street that are folks who are impaired and dangerous um, for the rest of our community. We, we put effort and focus on, on traffic safety. Uh, we have a traffic team of officers. We have two DUI officers that we have never had before. Um, so we put effort to that, but um, you know it's really challenging to keep up with the growth. And uh, we look at the most impactful intersections, for instance, for traffic safety, for speed enforcement. Um, and I'm, I'm unfortunately, I think that if I put four DUI officers on, if I had that capacity to put more officers on, we'd double those numbers. So um, we're always looking for DUIs. It's, it's a, a, an emphasis of our patrol officers as well as our department. Uh, we ask the community to call if they suspect that a driver in front of them or near them is driving under the influence because it is a, a bigger community safety issue. So it's not that more people are driving under the influence. It's just that you've been able to expand your enforcement and you just catch the same folks who have been for years. Yeah, I think that's exactly right, is when we expand the capacity to address the issue, then we find more issues. Um, it's not that uh, things have changed a lot, I don't believe. Uh, we just have expanded the ability to um, a couple officers to focus on that particularly. And, you know, I, I've said multiple times that we are an alcohol-driven tourism industry here, and that has an impact. And we hope that people take the, the warnings of not driving under the influence of intoxicants serious. Um, we hope that personal responsibility is something that people take seriously. Um, and, and if you don't, we hope that we catch you and we hope that we arrest you. And that's really what our goal is. What's the definition, what's included in the definition of the intoxicants? So it's, it's changed, it hasn't changed, but the, what we see and, and um, test are, have changed rapidly over the last couple of years. Uh, it's alcohol, THC, uh, cannabinoids, opiates, methamphetamine, cocaine, any controlled substances, anything, uh, prescription substances even, that would um, inhibit your ability to, to drive appropriately, right? That you're under the influence of that intoxicant. So... Um, what we've seen is a much larger increase when we have uh, an arrest of dual, um, dual substance. So we have alcohol and THC frequently. Uh, we have alcohol and methamphetamine, alcohol and um, opioid, or we have just simply THC or opioid or methamphetamine or another uh, drug or substance, um, including prescription drugs. There's many prescription drugs when your doctor or pharmacist give those to you that say don't drive, and that's for a reason because it's illegal to drive under that under influence of that drug. Um, so that that has increased rapidly on the dual um, substance in the blood, and that's impactful as well on the street. So you could find a driver just going along, minding his own business, vaping, and you don't know if he's vaping tobacco or pot or something else. That's absolutely Absolutely true. And I think we all have seen that vapes have changed a lot. Um, and then you could vape THC or, or any sort of substance. Um, so really what our officers do is look at the driving behavior. Is the driving behavior uh, giving indications that that person is driving under, under the influence of some sort of intoxicant that impacts their ability to control their vehicle safely? And um, if there's no alcohol involved, 
the process for a drug recognition expert officer to conduct that investigation. It's lengthy um, and it's a little more involved than alcohol, but it's critical that we do it and that we hold people accountable for driving under the influence of some sort of substance. It reminds me strongly of the uh, uh, phrase I uh, first heard in the 1960s of drive defensively. Right. Uh, You always want to be prepared. I think that's um, something that is is probably not talked about enough is the preparation for not only what you're doing and what your vehicle may be doing and how it may react to conditions on the road, but really your job is to look out for other people. There's a lot of folks who, who, um, you know, may be under the influence. There's folks who may be speeding. There's folks who may be in a hurry and, and not following all the rules, maybe through the roundabout, for instance. And your job is to be defensive about how you drive and be aware and situationally aware about what's going on around you so you can avoid a collision. Now, speaking of driving defensively and being aware of your surroundings, that brings us to e-bikes, <laughs> one of your favorite subjects. One of my favorite subjects. I've talked a lot about e-bikes this, this summer. Um, and I think everyone in the community has seen the same thing. Uh, last year, we had some e-bikes around. and But May of this year, we really saw this explosion of e-bikes in our community. Um, and it was, it, was, it was not expected. Uh, all of a sudden, I think it got nice. And we have a lot more manufacturers. We have a lot more outlets, a lot of online manufacturers. So people can get them relatively easy. Um, and we saw a large increase in the use uh, this summer. With that came, of course, uh, a lot of complaints about how e-bikes were riding, um, that some people believe they weren't riding safely, they were reckless the way they were riding, they weren't following the rules, um, vice versa. Bike riders were complaining about vehicle drivers, and we've had a lot of those complaints come into the, come into the department. Um, but, you know, e-bikes are, are a tool for transportation. Uh, they could be really well used, they could be a great device. Uh, but we do ask for, again, personal responsibility. When you're riding an e-bike, they're faster than other bicycles. They show up in places where cars aren't expecting them because, as for instance, if you're driving and you pass a bicycle, you may not be thinking that they can go 28 miles an hour. And some of them that have been changed can go up to 70 miles an hour, depending on how, how you change it. Um, you may not be thinking it's going to be at your right uh, side again when you turn right. So we get a, you know an in, in-car collision on the, on the side from the bike. Uh, so really the responsibility falls on everyone, all the road users to understand personal responsibility again is, is a big piece here. Um, but understand how they are supposed to operate their vehicle, whether the vehicle's a car, bicycle, an e-bike, skateboard, motorized one wheel, unicycle. Um, we see all that out there now. All right. Well, that's a conversation we will probably be continuing and then Absolutely. during these winter months. Chief Mike Kratz with Ben Police Department. Great to see you, Mike. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming in. FM News 100.1, 1110 KBND.